Hello Forever Family. My name's Shannon. I'm the Recovery Pastor. In this episode and in the next several episodes, uh, it's going to be like a part one, part two, so on, so on and so on. I want to talk to you about basic rules that you can put in place in your life to check your environment to make sure that your recovery is still safe. I know some of you have heard that before um, and some of you haven't, but we have to make sure our environment, our recovery environment is safe. Now, you're going to hear me talk about boundaries a lot, but um, if your recovery environment is not safe, that means there's holes for triggers to come into. So this is a part one of this several part episode. But today I want to talk to you about having um, an environment or creating a new life, creating a new living situation where it is easier to not be tempted to use. <clears throat> now, just because you stopped your addiction, whether it's drugs, alcohol, gambling, um, whatever, just because you stopped the addiction doesn't mean life just absolutely instantly changes. Recovery is a lifestyle. So you have to create a new environment where you're not looking for those loopholes as an excuse to relapse. So if you don't create this new lifestyle, then there are so many factors that can bring the addiction and the onset of relapse straight to your front door. Now, you, you don't have to change everything in your life, of course, but you do have to change the unhealthy situations, the behaviors, the stinking thinking, the negative patterns. You have to change these things. If you don't, that's the loopholes where trouble will come in. So you try to keep this, this trouble at bay. You keep that door locked. But the thing is, the more you try to hold on to that old lifestyle, the, the happy memories or our distorted memories that made us believe it was a happy time, then the less we're actually living in a recovery lifestyle. Okay, so here's the high-risk situations that anyone in recovery needs to avoid. Kind of a checklist. Write it down. Go through if things are, are feeling like they're out of balance. Go through this. So the first thing, people place things. You got to change playmates. You got to change playgrounds. All of it. So people, let's look at that first. The people who used to use you but never encouraged you. You need people in your life that encourage you to stay away from triggers, but we have to be careful of those that sound encouraging, but they're really just pulling us back toward a relapse. They're remembering the old days. I call them war stories. I call them uh, war dogs. Those that Man, you remember it was great. We used to do this. We used to do that. And you're thinking of all the happy times. But addiction is not a happy place. That's why people are in recovery from addiction. They're leaving that place that is misery. So be very cautious of people. You don't want the users, the ones that, oh, you got money in your pocket. I need you in my life. But when your money's gone, you got to go. 
and be real careful of those who sound encouraging, but they're really just pulling you back towards a relapse. They're pulling you back towards the people, places, and things that were active members um, in your addiction. So the places. You cannot, just like people, you cannot hang around with those you used with if they're not in recovery. You cannot go to the places where you used. Memories are a big impact that sway our thinking. You have to stop going to those places because I tell people, even a car, even a song, even a scent of cologne or perfume, something like that can pull our minds back to where we were when we were in active addiction. So you can't hang around those people. You can't go to those places. And you can't hang around those things. Sometimes it means, you know, you get rid of, get rid of the favorite outfit that you used to wear on those nights when you went looking for whatever your DOC was. There are things that hold memories and keep us tied to the past. We have to break those ties. You know, some people say they can't even go out to a bar. Some people say they can't even barbecue at their own house because they feel like if they're grilling and they have a spatula in one hand, they're supposed to have a beer in the other. For some people, that seems crazy. They can't make the connection. But to other people, they're like, yeah, I get it. I get it completely. You can't keep things around, meaning memories, things like that, for that just-in-case mentality. If you have a just-in-case, then you're already setting yourself up for relapse. And we all know that the next relapse may be the last one. You may not recover from that. So if you've been in recovery for a moment, you've heard the HALT. Okay, so the acronym for HALT is very important. And for those that are at high risk of relapse, this is a checklist too within itself. So H-A-L-T, that stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So when someone comes to me, and they're at that, that edge. They're fixing to go off the cliff. I ask them, tell me what's going on. Let's run through the checklist. And sometimes they can't verbally put into words how they're feeling. So we talk emotions. Tell me what emotions you're feeling because the emotions are so high. It's easy for them to say angry, abandoned, rejected, just ticked at the world, just you know, it's easy for them to go through that checklist of emotions. But for someone who's a little bit more calm, and you can sit down and have conversations, ask them, what's going on internally? Are you hungry? Okay, let's feed the body before we can feed the heart and soul. Are you angry? All right, sit down. Let's talk about it. Get this off of you, and let's think through the process of why you are here. Are you lonely? It is human nature to want to belong. People need connections. That's why you hear people say, stay connected to your recovery family. It is critical. And are you tired? That's one of the last points in this, in this stage. When you are physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually tired, this is where you find yourself ready to give up.
So you need to talk through it. You need to explain to someone, I just can't do it anymore. Sometimes I've looked at people and just said, I just can't. I can't think about it anymore. I can't process it anymore. I can't talk about it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I don't want to see people living it anymore. I just need to get away from this for a while. I need a refresher. I need to get my mind changed. And that's the biggest thing. We have to change our negative thinking. So if the people in our lives that are new, the very first thing we we worry is, will they accept me? If they know my past, will they accept me? I'm not sure they'll understand what I've been through. Life is hard and sometimes I can't verbalize it. You know, this is that negative thinking we get locked into. You might even say, well, life just won't be fun anymore if I don't have these people with me that grew up with me. And and yes, we used, but we can still be around each other. Not unless everyone's in recovery, you can't. Recovery is more than just work. Recovery is a lifestyle and you are worth the change. If anyone tells you different, then understand they're still in a negative thinking mentality. They may still be dealing with anxiety and depression and addiction and who knows what else. So you have set boundaries. You have to have to get them to a point they can verbalize it. But if they can't verbalize it with you, that's okay. They need to talk to a sponsor. They need to talk to an accountability. So here's some questions. These are questions to check your new recovery lifestyle. Make sure it's staying in balance. So over these next couple episodes, you'll get asked some questions. And I want you to rate them uh, between one to four. Four being absolutely always yes. Three being a little more than halfway two being halfway, one being halfway, or less than halfway, and zero being no. So you have always, a little bit more than halfway, halfway, less than halfway, and absolutely no. So here's your first question for this episode. How often do you avoid high-risk situations that can result in you feeling hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. This includes high-risk triggers of people, places, and things. The next question. How often do you play through those memories when you have that craving or urge to step back into just one more time won't hurt anybody? Remember, four is always Three is more than halfway. Two is eh, kind of in the middle ground. One is less than half. And zero is no. The next question. How often do you do something to distract yourself when you find yourself stepping back into those memories and wanting to relapse? The next question. How often do you challenge your negative thinking and try to turn towards more healthier thoughts? The next question, 
How often are you able to resolve uncomfortable feelings instead of bottling them up? And that includes being able to just speak in emotions, saying, I'm hurt, I'm angry, I'm abandoned, I'm lost, whatever the emotion is. This is the hard one. Have you gotten rid of all of the people, places, and things where you used to live in your addiction? So once you keep these numbers, and over the next couple of episodes, we're going to add to them. Now, the purpose of this is the higher the number you have, the closer you are at jeopardy of slipping back. So it's kind of a checks and balance as far as slipping out of recovery. The whole purpose of this is just to make sure that you may not need these questions in your life, but you may know someone who needs these questions. You may know someone that needs to hear these things. The things you're hearing me say, you may think, oh my goodness, I've heard those a million times. Enough is enough. But for somebody, they're hearing it for the first time. And because of that, that's why we have to be encouraging to those around us. We cannot forget that sometimes our walk is a lot further along than theirs are. So we can't hold them to the expectations of ourselves at this far along in the journey. We have to remember that they're a couple of miles behind us. They're still striving. They're still moving forward. They're still being positive. But we have to hold them at the expectations of the level they are at while we encourage them to keep striving to reach new expectations. So like I always say, until the next episode, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a ripple effect. Until next time, keep those numbers. We're going to add to them later. And much agape, everybody.